want to call your attention, 2 Timothy, New Testament book, Paul writing to his son, his spiritual son, Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4. We're going to lift verses 9 through verse 18. I'm reading from the New King James Version of Scripture that reads as follows. Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world and has departed for Thessalonica. Cretans for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Bring John Mark, get Mark and bring him with you. For he is useful to me for ministry. In Tychias I have sent to Ephesus, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must be aware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, so that the message might be preached fully through me, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to call your attention to verse 11 again. If you don't think it robbery, underline verse 11 in your sword. Only Luke is with me. Get John Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. Amen. I want to preach, watch chapel, family, friends, saints in every area code, 92.1. The Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, people can change. People can change. Lord, bless your word. Bless me as your vessel. Make me a fit, holy vessel to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Your words, my mouth. God's people said, Amen. People can change. What we believe about Almighty God and the Word of God is both important and significant. What we believe about Almighty God and the Word of God is important and significant. What we believe about Almighty God and the Word of God in many cases, determines and alters the trajectory of the totality of our lives. What we believe about God and the Word of God does not just impact 
what we do on Sunday morning as we gather virtually for worship. But for those of us who take our relationship with God seriously, what we believe about Almighty God and the Word of God impacts every area of our lives. What we believe about God and the Word of God determines how we treat other people and even how we treat ourselves. What we believe about God and the Word of God determines how we spend time, how we manage money, how we give. What we believe about God and what we believe about the Word of God determines what we accept and what we reject in life. What we believe about God and the Word of God determines who we befriend, who we marry, who we spend time with romantically. What we believe about God and what we believe about the Word of God determines what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about people made in the image of Almighty God. According to this New Testament text, we experience the importance and significance of what we believe about God, what we believe about the Word of God, and how it impacts our understanding of people made in the image of Almighty God. This New Testament text, as Paul writes to his spiritual son, Timothy, gives us insight and inspiration and information concerning our ability to believe that people made in the image of God, regardless of who they were, what they used to do, what is in their past, who is in their past, skeletons in their closet, have the ability and capacity to become new creations by the grace of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. I wish I had a witness on this Sunday morning. According to the text, Paul is writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. As Paul writes to his spiritual son, Timothy, Paul is giving Timothy final commentary and remarks concerning his request as he spends time in a Roman jail cell. Paul is incarcerated because of his commitment to the cause of Christ. And during Paul's stay in this Roman jail cell, as Paul realizes that he is going to be beheaded, not because of anything ratchet or unrighteous, but because there are some people who are opposed to the good news and spreading of the gospel thereof. Paul is asking his son in ministry, Timothy, to bring certain items to him and is giving Timothy insight concerning certain people who have been a blessing to him, but also people who have been a burden to him. One of the people who has become a newfound blessing to the Apostle Paul is a man we know as John Mark. John Mark, we know 
is the author of the second gospel, the shortest gospel, the gospel of Mark. For those of us who know the New Testament know that John Mark has not always been a blessing to Paul. Now, 20 years later, as Paul writes to Timothy, there's been a radical shift, revolution, evolution, change in the relationship that exists between Paul and John Mark. Earlier in their lives, John Mark was a missionary companion to Paul and Barnabas. If you read Acts chapter 13, you discover that when they went on their first missionary journey, John Mark traveled with Barnabas and Paul. But somewhere on the Pamphylian road, John Mark, who was a companion, becomes a deserter, quitter, waves the white flag and goes back home to Jerusalem Maybe because he's homesick, maybe because he was frustrated, maybe because he didn't have the intestinal fortitude, the perseverance to handle of being a missionary on the journey. We don't know why exactly, but we do know that John Mark quits. Consequently, John Mark fails Paul and Barnabas, yet, can I preach this? 20 years later, there's been a shift and change in the relationship. This is not the same John Mark who deserted Paul earlier. This is not the same John Mark who quit 20 years ago. This is a new creation, a bolder, more determined, more resilient John Mark who Paul says, as you bring my books, as you bring my parchments, I want you to bring John Mark with you because he is profitable, a blessing, and useful to me for ministry. Paul believes that John Mark has changed for the better. And on this Sunday morning, I preached this to encourage somebody made in the image of God who understands the grace of God and the miracle working ability of God to believe that John Mark can change for the better. I don't know who John Mark is in your world. But all of us have had a John Mark experience with somebody who has disappointed us, quit us, broken our heart, deserted us, still owes us money, left us high and dry, dogged us out, did us wrong. And 20 years later, somebody is still drinking from the bitter cup, can't sleep biting your nails, has no peace of mind, has no equilibrium, still upset about something that happened October 2000 at homecoming, y'all ain't talking to me, where now it's October 2020 and you ought to believe by the grace of God that people can change. 
as believers who believe in the grace of Almighty God, who believes that God can do anything but fail, who believe in the power of Almighty God, the same power that resurrected Christ on the third day is alive and well, and the same power can change a quitter by the name of John Mark into somebody who is determined, resilient, and tenacious enough that Paul says, when you come, just don't bring my books, just don't bring my cloak, just don't bring Luke, just don't bring people. I want you to bring John Mark as well. And I preach this message to encourage somebody to believe in the ability and capacity of people to change. You ain't the same person you were 20 years ago. You ain't the same person you were 20 months ago. You ain't the same person you were 20 days ago. Some of us can say we ain't the same person we were 20 minutes ago. If God can change you, who are we to say God can't change John Mark? If God can work in the life of Paul, help me preach this, watch chapel. Who are we to say what God cannot do in the life of somebody who hurt us, disappointed us, left us high and dry, and led to our unfulfilled expectations? While people can change, while God is a catalyst and chain agent in the lives of people, let's be honest, watch chapel, let's put the hay down where the horses can eat it. Too many of us have become cynical, pessimistic, critical, and negative, and low faith about the ability and capacity of people to change. We have seen God change us. We have seen God change a Malcolm X Detroit Red to become a Malcolm X. We have seen God work in the lives of other people. But for some reason, when it comes to our husband, our wife, y'all ain't talking to me, our children, our siblings, our friends, People in our close circle, we believe God can do it for them, but God just can't do it for the people around us. If they were that way 20 years ago, that's how they're going to be the rest of their lives. If she was ratchet and fast 20 years ago, she's going to be fast and ratchet the rest of her life. If they were trifling and corrupt 20 years ago, they're going to be trifling and corrupt the rest of their days. If they were petty and prejudicial 10 years ago, they're going to be pretty and prejudicial tomorrow. If they were wrong and unable to admit they were wrong, they're going to be the same way they've always been. Well, if God can change me, if God can change us, if God can do anything but fail, if we declare, amen, somebody, that God can change and change from the inside out, who are we to give up on people? Maybe that's the problem right there. Maybe, thank you, Holy Ghost, maybe we have expected everybody to bloom early and have not given people time to bloom late. Everybody ain't an early bloomer. 
everybody ain't LeBron James. Amen, somebody. Yes, I am team LeBron. No shade on anybody else. Everybody can go to the league and be a champion at 18 and take over the league and be the best player of his generation. There's some of us, amen, somebody who bloom early, but some people bloom late in life. And just because they bloom late and you bloom early does not mean they don't have the ability and capacity to bloom. Preach P-Dub. What does this text teach you and I about the ability of people to change? John Mark is not the same person in October 2020 as he was in October 2000. What has happened since Acts 13 to 2 Timothy chapter 4? Uh -huh. Acts 13, 13, John Mark quits. Right. Acts 15, 32 through 36, Barnabas is willing to give him another chance. Uh -huh. Philemon 1, 24, John Mark is growing and maturing. Colossians chapter 4, work with me, watch chapel. John Mark ain't the same person he was in Acts. What has happened across the past 20 years where John Mark experiences a change? John Mark changes, watch chapel, because he has faced his failures. And none of us will change in life. Until we face our failures. Failure is not what mama did or what daddy didn't do. Failure is not what the teacher said I could not become or what the coach did not see in me. Failure is not me having a spirit of entitlement where I think you owe me something because you my mama, you my daddy, or this is your church. Failure, y'all ain't talking to me in here, is not me playing the blame game saying if I were taller, if I were a baller, if I had verbal dexterity, if I were lighter, if I were more chocolate, if I were more this or more that, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in right now. Now, failure is when you and I are mature enough, when we put our big boy boots on, our red bottoms on and say, nah, it ain't nobody, it was me. I didn't go to class. I didn't get my lesson. I didn't invest the way I should have invested. I fell for a multi-leveled marketing hustle and scheme and lost my money thinking I can give somebody $500 and get $8 million on two weeks later. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. It wasn't nobody else but me. I can't blame mama. I can't blame daddy. I can't blame papa. I can't blame pastor. I can't blame the deacons. I can't blame the church. It was me. I got to own my stuff. And the sooner we own our stuff, I said it, I did it, or I didn't do it. I spent it. Nobody put a gun to my head and made me spend all my money on Amazon in the midst of a pandemic. Nobody made me eat the whole chocolate cake. 
Nobody made me go for a scheme that promised me a return, a 5,000% return in three weeks. If it's too good to be true, it ain't true. I got to own my failure. As soon as I own my failure, I can change and God can change me. I can't stop right there. John Mark has to own his own failure. John Mark quit in Acts 13. Nobody made him quit. He knew and counted the cost, but John Mark quit. But somewhere across the past 20 years, he has looked himself in the mirror and faced his failure. Not only do we have to face our failure, can I preach this watch chapel? We have to learn to believe the best about ourselves. John Mark faces his failure. But in Acts chapter 15, he encounters a man by the name of Barnabas, son of encouragement who has the supernatural ability to encourage. And while Paul had given up on John Mark, help me preach this Holy Ghost. Barnabas saw the best in John Mark. Barnabas not only saw the best in him, but believed the best about him. And when you hang around people, help me preach this, who believe the best about you, you can't help but believe the best about yourself. When you hang around, come on, talk to me now, somebody who believes the best about you, you can't help but believe the best about yourself. Barnabas ain't cussing him out. Barnabas ain't bringing up his past. Barnabas ain't talking about how he's a quitter, how he gave up, how he failed. But Barnabas said, yes, you messed up yesterday, but today is a new day. Tomorrow is a gift. Today is a gift. And John Mark, because somebody believed in him, started believing the best about himself. I dare somebody on this Sunday morning to make up in your mind, I'm not going to believe what the haters say about me. I'm not going to believe what people who are used by the enemy say about me. But I'm going to believe the best about myself because God does not believe the worst about me, but God believes the best about me. I wish I had somebody who could help me preach this word in here. Maybe that's the problem with black folk in America. For too many years, we have believed the worst about ourselves. And let me help somebody right now. Let me be a hope dealer on this Sunday morning and be a spiritual corner man. Drew Bundini Brown don't got nothing on Pastor White. Amen, somebody. You are the head, not the tail. You are not three-fifths of a person. You are made in the image of God. You are blessed and highly favored. You are gifted. You are anointed. You are talented. You got blessings coming in and blessings going out. You are smart. You are intelligent. You are capable. You are tenacious. You are anointed. You are blessed. 
You ain't three-fifths of a person. You ain't a B. You ain't an H. You ain't an object. You ain't something that's good, good enough to see for a booty call early in the morning or late at night. You are worthy of love. You are deserving of respect. You are deserving of somebody treating you like the queen you are. You are deserving of a good woman who's going to treat you not like a king but like a prince of God. You are deserving of every good good thing that God has for you. You got to believe the best about your doggone self. Preach this, Pastor White. It's a sad dog that won't wag his own tail. Honey, you may not wag your tail when I come in the room, but I'd be doggone if I ain't going to wag my own tail when I look in the mirror. Nah, getting older, got gray, but I'm blessed I said, believe the best about yourself. Maybe, maybe the problem is low self-esteem. Maybe the problem is negative self-image. Let me help somebody. Let me preach this. When you put a court, when you put a penny or a nickel beside your picture, you're going to treat yourself like you are a penny or like you are a nickel. But I dare somebody put the penny and the nickel in your back pocket and get out that dime piece and put it beside your picture. And you ain't going to treat yourself like a penny and a nickel, no doggone more. But you're going to treat yourself like a dime made in the image of God. You're going to walk like a dime. You're going to talk like a dime. You're going to treat other people like dimes because you ain't the only dime in the room. When you treat yourself like a dime, you're going to treat everybody else like a dime because you believe that God don't make junk, but God makes all of us in his own image, and we are all dimes. So when you see yourself, say, I'm a dime, baby. Ain't no scrubs Y'all ain't talking to me Ain't no nickels Ain't no pennies This is dime territory Let me close People can change When they believe the best about themselves People can change when they face their failures But people can change John Mark changed because he allowed the Almighty to have his way. And I dare you on this Sunday morning to allow Almighty God to have his way in your life. Stop pumping the brakes. Stop trying to control everything. Stop trying to replace God's place. Stop trying to think you are God in your own life, but let God have his way. John Mark failed in Acts chapter 13, but that ain't the end of the story. John Mark was crazy enough, had enough Holy Ghost gumption, had enough unction to let God have his way. And when you let God have his way, God can take your failure, recycle your failure, and turn it into success. 
God can take your heartbreak, recycle your heartbreak, and teach you wisdom. God can take your down days, recycle your down days, and work them together for your good. Who can testify that God can do anything but fail? If I let God have his way, if I let God have his way, Jacob can become Israel. If I let God have his way, Joseph, who sold into slavery, can become the prince of Egypt. If I let God have his way, a murderer named Moses can become the deliverer of his people. If I let God have his way, a loose fast woman by the name of Rahab can be used by Almighty God. If I let God have his way, I got to look at Saul, a man who was a murderer, a bounty hunter, can become a preacher of the gospel. I dare you to let God have his way in your life. The story ain't over. Don't put a period where God places a comma. God ain't done with you. The story ain't finished. The credits haven't rolled. The fat lady hadn't sung. Let God have his way. This is for somebody who says people can't change. This word is for you. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your relationship with God. Don't give up on that family member. Don't give up on that friend. Don't give up on that promotion, that circumstance, that situation. The devil wants you to quit. What if Paul had given up on John Mark? He wouldn't have been able to write 2 Timothy 4 and says, bring John Mark to me because he is profitable, he is useful. Let God have his way. I used to stutter. Speech impediment, speech pathology. What if I had given up on my ability for God to untie my tongue? You wouldn't have got blessed this morning. I blessed somebody. Everybody may not have been blessed, but somebody got blessed. Somebody got blessed. Stop quitting on yourself. Stop quitting on the John Marks in your life. Everybody doesn't bloom at the same time. Some people bloom at 14. Some people bloom at 34. Women mature faster than men. It's just proven. No shade, brothers. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Eh? Somebody, people can change. If you want God to change it, God is ready, willing, and able to work in your life if you and I let him. Come here, Charles Booth. God will keep you if you want to be kept.
Don't say what God can't do. Somebody right now, if you're not saved, if you don't have a church home, we invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died for you. Confess Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you need a church home, you need to be a part of a church that believes people can change. You don't need a fire and brimstone gospel. You don't need a quitting gospel, a gospel that says he or she going to be who they have been. No, we believe that God has the ability and power to change us if we are willing and able to let him. Join Watch Chapel. I'd love to be your pastor. Not just your pandemic pastor. <laughs> Not just your pandemic preacher. A whole bunch of folks. Hey, I'm a real pastor. Hey, let me just tell you. Uh, them other preachers in other cities and states, they ain't going to be there to preach your funeral. It's going to be me. I'm going to meet you at Lee Funeral Home. I'm going to meet you at Haywood. It's going to be me. Come on. Join Watch Chapel. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Choir, bless us.